Hello, everybody, and welcome back into another in Cisco Tech Insiders podcast. As always, this is your host, Sean Roberts. And as we continue our journey through amazing Cisco technology, uh, I have brought a couple of amazing executives uh, to our table today from our new SaaS or Software as a, as a Service support organization. So I'd like to bring up to the table Neil Alsop and Trevor Mays. And as always, uh, I'll let you guys give a quick introduction because you know yourself better than I do. So uh, with that, Neil, tell us a little about yourself. Hey, thanks, Sean. Uh, happy to be here. Yep, I've been here at Cisco since January, and I am in a net new role here at Cisco leading the SaaS support team. Prior to me joining, the SaaS support teams were in a variety of places throughout Cisco. Some were sitting in the BU, some were sitting in the regional support teams. Uh, I currently own support for WebEx, AppD, Duo, Kenna, and Umbrella. And uh, we have, as you mentioned, Trevor here with us today, who is our Duo, Kenna, and Umbrella SaaS security lead. So Trevor, tell us about yourself. Yeah, thanks for teaming that up, Neil uh, and, and Sean. My name is Trevor Mays. I, as Neil mentioned, run support for Duo, Umbrella, and Kenna, working with the team on SaaS transformation and how we can learn from all of the great things these acquisitions have in combination with the great innovation that TAC has been developing for the last several years. Uh, I've been with Cisco now for about 10 years and uh, still loving it every day. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Well, we're going to get right into the meat of this podcast. So, uh, we really wanted to focus this one on you know SaaS support and and what our customers are going to get out of it, right? So if we look at the totality of Cisco support, it's been around for a very long time, mostly supporting boxes and things like that. But now we're in this new generation where we're supporting a lot more uh, offers out there, and especially SaaS-based offers. So uh, Trevor, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about uh, what can our customers expect out of SaaS support? Yeah, I think the name of the game when it comes to our SaaS support organization is that Customers should expect much of the same you know, caliber and innovation that we have uh, from the tech experience today that they that customers experience. That said, we are also driving a lot of more proactive support. Our teams have a lot more information at their fingertips about customers' environments, and our products are innovating at a very rapid velocity. So it means that customers get new features sooner, means that our support teams need to be ready to help troubleshoot and help customers you know, understand and get that value out of those products. Neil, to me, that sounds like you need a energetic support engineer. What, give me something else. What is something that's very vital for this new engineer coming into your organization to support our products? Well, you know, you know what's interesting about uh, SaaS support and the skills of our engineers is that the skills are not that different from, say, an on-prem engineer. But what's different is like the processes and things like that that an engineer will go through to resolve. Let's say there's Duo on-prem and there's Duo SaaS, right? Uh, functionality is probably very similar. But when you're resolving a Duo on-prem issue, you're working back and forth with the customer. Hey, show me your configuration, give me your logs, things like that. In a SaaS environment, you're working with our uh, BUs or our DevOps teams or getting that information yourself from the customer's environment. So really from a skill perspective, I don't see a huge difference, but from a process perspective, there's a big difference. It's very interesting, you know. You know, and you when you mentioned that kind of use case, right? I've got Duo on prem, and I've got Duo in, in the cloud. 
Uh, Trevor, what what additional benefits does that customer get about, say, running Duo in the cloud or running you know our products in the cloud per se versus running them on prem? Why would they want to go to SaaS? Yeah, I think there's a few things at stake when it comes to making that decision to buy a SaaS product. And and the number one thing that I see out there is that a customer, either because they're resource constrained financially or with headcount, they can offload a lot of that responsibility onto a vendor like Cisco or Duo. And with that, you know, that's a double-edged sword. I mean, our teams have to be able to drive an exemplary experience and one that, you know, commands and, and instills that sense of trust and respect. And I think that what really makes the difference there is that customers may be less technical as a result of that. They may not be a jack of all trades, like maybe they're a network guy, but not a firewall rule guy. And with our products, we have so many different features and so many different use cases that we can help lean in to do that for them so that they don't have to hire extra people and spend extra money. Yeah, I would add on to that. We take the headache away from our customers. That's that's number one, because they don't have to worry about maintaining uh, those environments. Here's a big one. They don't have to worry about upgrading. Upgrades are a huge burden for our customers. And I would say because they're a huge burden, customers generally, at least 90% of customers running a uh, on-prem software solution, do not stay up to date. They generally fall usually years and years behind, which means then when they do do an upgrade, it's a huge project. It's an expensive project. There's a huge amount of change that their users need to get used to. And in a SaaS product, you don't have that because you're always up to date. It's a huge benefit. Neil, something you had mentioned that kind of caught my ear, you know, when we were, you were talking was the collaborations with the BU, right? It's, it's TAC and it's the business units of the BUs together, which uh, is can be a little different, I think, than our standard TAC models where the BU just kind of turn the products over and we support them. Uh, what have you seen as far as the collaboration between the BUs that you work with and our support group? I'll say this. I think regardless SaaS or on-prem, BU relationship is critical. But in a SaaS world, I see the relationship being even more important. Let me, let me give an example of, you know, we find a bug. And the beauty of SaaS is if we find a critical bug, we can have it patched for our customers you know, tomorrow. Literally, we can do that. And uh, in an on-prem environment, you only get that patch when you upgrade, if you, know, if you upgrade. So being able to work more closely with, uh, with our BUs to uh, identify and fix bugs and get them deployed across the fleet before other customers experience uh, working with the BU on you know feature adoption and uh, feature problems that might come out as a result of you know new features coming out in a, in a SaaS release you know all those things are are super critical and and we it gives us an advantage right because of the speed in which our development teams can do things for our customers whether it be bug fixes or new features that sort of thing. You know, one thing I'll add on to that that I think is also vital is that with a lot of the relationships between the development teams and SaaS support, they're actually inviting our SaaS support engineers to the design decision making when they're upstream and sort of figuring out how this product's going to work. They're asking questions, where is a customer going to break this or where might this be confusing for them? And so it actually goes further upstream and we have this ability to influence and design products that may have less friction at the time of release. I think that's an amazing point. And I think our customers really should benefit a lot from 
that direct integration because we have a lot of great engineers across the board from all parts of the life cycle. And kind of segueing in, and one of my core things is, and the podcast listeners know this, is, is around innovation and digital transformation and things like that. Trevor, can you start taking us through uh, how support is driving digital transformation, uh, digital priorities, et cetera? Yeah, and there's a lot of work happening here. So, you know, everyone's talking about AI. I think that's awesome, and I'm glad that we're heading down that road. But one of the things that backends that AI, one of the things that backends our ability to transform and deflect content and get things moving forward is that we sit on a treasure trove of data. All of our case data has so much information uh, about how to troubleshoot and about how customers talk about our products. And so when we build proactive and deflection materials, when we build adoption content, when we identify places that we can upsell customers, uh, a lot of that starts with support. So we can look at that data, we can infer trends and patterns, and we can use that to drive transformation efforts for the customer so that their digital experience is one where they may not even ever need to engage with an engineer. Let me also add on to that. Sean, let me walk you through the way we look at the customer life cycle for SaaS. And it's very similar to it would be in any support organization, but there's some key differences. So the very best case scenario is that we have a a list of signatures that we are monitoring the customer's uh, environments for. We're monitoring the fleet for for certain like setup and configuration type issues that we know could be problematic. When we get hits, we do one of two things. We work with the customer to change that setup and configuration that could be problematic before they have the issue, before they have to log an SR. So proactive monitoring is a huge piece of this because we have access to the environments and we know what to look for. Just as Trevor said, we know what to look for from all the SRs that we've been taking. The next best case scenario would be maybe we, through our proactive monitoring, we don't find the problem before the customer experiences it, but we have documentation, we have knowledge management, we have knowledge articles that allow a customer to uh, self-service and get the answer to whatever their query might be prior to logging an SR. The next best case scenario is also unique to SaaS in that if they do have to log the SR, we know the product area that they're logging it in. We know the problem type. And because of that, we know that, hey, in this area for this type of problem, we always need this data from their environment and we need these logs. We can automatically, through our automation, go collect it and put it in the SR for the support engineer to use and solve that that issue much more quickly. And then at the end of any SR, we have an RCA process where we are learning from you know, the, the customer issues that are being reported and why they had to log them. So then we can then further develop our proactive monitoring to address those things. So it's, it's kind of a closed loop process. So the key differences are that we have access to their environments, we have access to their data, and we can see what they're doing and we can get ahead of problems um, before you know, they might experience them and need to come to customer support. Definitely sounds like things like telemetry data and, and, and those kind of things and being able to, to peel apart the, the system we already have access to is just going to be uh, a foundational component of our support going forward and helping uh, Cisco scale at, at great volumes for our SaaS customers. This is great, right? So I'm a customer, I'm listening to this, I'm like, wow, all these great benefits that you guys are giving to me as a SaaS customer, but I'm still sitting in some on-prem you know, component. So Trevor, if I'm that customer, 
what are the kind of things that I need to do to prepare myself if I'm interested in that on-prem to SaaS migration? Yeah, it's a great question, Sean. I think the number one thing is that there's a mindset shift. The mechanisms and the motions that those customers have gone through to support an on-prem box may be augmented when they go to SaaS. The way that they engage us may be different and the expectations are certainly different. It's going to be the case that when those customers make that migration, that they may need to make decisions about how to implement our products. Many of them are very flexible and can do a lot of different things to solve for small businesses or large enterprises and everything in between. Really, there's a lot of user education that comes with it, helping the company and their users understand what's going to be different about deploying these uh, new systems. There's often some, some hurdles to that. So what I've seen a lot happen at Cisco on the customer success side is that we actually devise content to help those administrators and those product owners deploy these products at scale for their organizations in a way that doesn't cause a lot of consternation. Because as soon as all those end users start complaining about change management, uh, it undermines the value. The executives start hearing about it. When we can help them along on that journey and show them that value sooner than later, then we all win. And I would say everything Trevor said is spot on. My experience with that mind shift change that Trevor talked about is loss of control because as customers, you know, are used to maintaining their own environments, doing their upgrades when they want to, putting their patches down when they want to, when they have an outage of any sort, fixing it themselves, that's what they're handing over to Cisco. That loss of control of trusting us as opposed to, you know, think think about if you're in a in a business situation and you're using an application, it goes down, or maybe there's a performance issue. What we're all used to is you've been able to call down to your IT folks and say, hey, what's going on? And they'll tell you, and here's the ETA. Well, now they have to leave that to Cisco. So what's important is that we are extremely timely and crisp and clear in our communication when there are any sorts of issues. That builds trust because we all have issues. We all have environment issues. And so we need to earn their trust that way. And we also need to earn their trust through seeing the benefits of always being up to date and having the latest and greatest and feature functionality that comes with the cadence of releases that, that come in a SaaS environment. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the stakes are pretty high. I mean, it, we can spend our whole time working with customers, building and building and building that trust. And if we do wrong by them one time, it can really undermine that. So when it comes to how we train our engineers to talk to the customers and when we train them about how to troubleshoot, all of that is designed to instill confidence that those customers can trust us. You're so right, Trevor. It's that whole concept of deposits and withdrawals, right? You can make a whole bunch of deposits, but that one withdrawal can wipe you all out. I like the way that's phrased. And, and now I'm even more interested as a customer. Okay, I'm ready to make that shift. If I'm working with TAC in a SaaS perspective versus the traditional TAC perspective, Neil, can I expect any difference or is it going to be the same tack I've always been used to and the same methods and everything like that. Well, let, yeah, let me, let me tell you what we're working on. First of all, we are working on creating a consistent experience for our customers through SaaS support. And so we have all kinds of uh, projects in play right now where we are moving all of these acquired SaaS products that we have here at Cisco onto the same support platform. What that does is having everybody on the same support platform, that drives consistent processes. And so that will mean we have a consistent experience for our customers across SaaS. But additionally, you know, as we've mentioned, we are putting into play things like proactive monitoring. So in WebEx, for example, 
we are working on monitoring campaign where we're looking for customers that might only have one administrator set up. Well, you might ask, well, why did why is that a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because a very common scenario in SaaS is customer only has one administrator set up and they leave the company and then they have no administrator. They didn't, they didn't uh, create a new administrator. So we strongly encourage the best practice of having more than one. That's just, that's one example is we're, we're creating these proactive monitoring campaigns. We're also looking at and experimenting with having chat capability uh, across all of the uh, SaaS products so that customers from within the product will be able to chat with somebody and support, get resolution to whatever questions they might have. That's There's a lot of other things going on as well, and maybe Trevor can add on to this, but those are some of the things that uh, that we are working on within SaaS support, that consistent experience you know, proactive monitoring, moving from a reactive model to more of a proactive model, uh, things like chat and so on. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd add there, that was a great summary, Neil. I think the only thing I would add there is that if this goes well, a customer should never be able to tell the difference between working with a SaaS team and a non-SaaS team. Sure, maybe we have some visibility into their environment and we can do some things, but from feeling like they're being passed around or feeling like they have to exit one support place and go to another support place, that should be totally eliminated from the Cisco experience. Well, you guys just sold me, so I'm going to get by SaaS right away. Once I migrate from that on-prem setup I've got. Neil, you had mentioned earlier on, and I said that you're a, a rookie, a Cisco rookie, right? And you're, you're new to the organization. I think Trevor and I have been around here for a while. So I'm going to ask you, uh, in your first less than year of Cisco, give me a couple of highlights or things that have really stood out to you as you become a part of the Cisco family. Oh, hands down the culture and the employee focus. I had been at Cisco for about two weeks. I thought, why didn't I come here 10 years ago? Honestly, because the, the, the culture here is great. Everybody I've worked with is so helpful and very smart in wanting to do the right thing for our customers. So, so absolutely, those are the things that stand out to me. So happy to be here. Trevor, since you're the veteran, then I'm going to flip the question back on you. So you just heard what, what Neil said. Uh, what is something, you know, over your 10 plus years at Cisco, uh, give me something that stands out to you as as being a longer term Cisco employee. Yeah, I think the thing that has continued to impress me over time is just how focused we are on that transformation right now. And not just from a lip service perspective, it's not just you know, talking heads saying we're going to transform, but we're funding transformation initiatives. We're actually driving a SaaS culture. And what I've seen from the employees is a willingness to really lean into that, really understand what are the differences between SaaS, even shifting to a recurring revenue model and how we do subscriptions. And that's been embraced broadly at a large company. That's it's amazing if you think about it. It's, you know, we're moving mountains here. So I'm, I continue to be invested pretty heavily in, in Cisco and its future. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see such a large company, a 70,000 plus employee company worldwide move in an agile fashion, which a lot of times you, as you said, those things just don't work together. You're either huge and you move like a, a glacier or you're a small company. It's very agile. So it's great to see that we're promoting that, especially in our SaaS support org. So guys, we're coming to the to the end of this table conversation. But as always, I'd like to give everybody a, a chance to you know, give you your, your final uh, push out there for uh, the listening audience who've really enjoyed this podcast so far. So Trevor, if you can give us a little closing statement. Yeah, well, again, I very much appreciate the opportunity to be here. You know, if there's one thing that I want to leave people with, it's just 
stay tuned for all the great things that we're doing ahead. Customers, employees should be reaping the benefits of this day-to-day, week-to-week as we move forward. And I can't think of a better time or place for us to be investing in this. And and I, I really, truly believe that the best customer experiences are yet to come for Cisco and, or Cisco customers. Thank you very much. And Neil, your, your final thoughts for the audience. Yeah, I, I guess I would just say, uh, I hope that, that anybody listening who doesn't have experience with SaaS and SaaS support uh, might have picked up a couple of nuggets that they hadn't thought about before in terms of you know some of the differences and, and the benefits of, of SaaS. Great. Thank you very much. So uh, as always, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you gentlemen, having Neil Elsup and Trevor Mays here to talk about uh, SaaS and SaaS support in, in Cisco. Uh, I am one of the lucky few that gets to work with these gentlemen on a daily basis. So I, I tell you, the listeners, I say it's an amazing thing for me to do. And I'm cutting... Uh, onto the cutting edge of technology in my career. Uh, so guys, this is uh, it for the SaaS podcast. Stay tuned. We have got episodes booked out through mid next year. So uh, we've heard from listeners. We know what you guys want to hear, and we're going to bring that to you at Cisco Tech Insiders. It's great to continue to grow this family. It's great to continue to have amazing guests and just amazing conversations. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I hope you've learned something about SaaS today, or if you already are starting to be a SaaS customer, that you feel even more confident in Cisco's award-winning tax support. So as always, for Cisco Tech Insiders, this is Sean Roberts signing off. Bye-bye.